Welcome to another episode of Dumb Binge Binging. I'm Josh. Oh no! I don't. Uh, ha- I don't. I don't have a fun opener for this. <laughs> and I'm a merry little droog. Um. <laughs> oh my god! I. Where to? I yeah. Knew, <laughs> I knew this was going to be an undertaking. Just. Yeah, all... but nothing can like truly prepare one for a clockwork No, it's I love the idea that this is a commentary on like police reform and just the disgusting inexcusable violence of the British lad, but <laughs> but I hate to see it. God, is it pretentious. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I mean, it's... So many... This is such an issue of the genre, and, like, I am... I am claiming this is a movie genre issue, specifically because this is one of many, um, like, male power fantasy, like, commentaries that just totally get glorified by men for wrong (laughs) just fully the opposite reason of the message yes like fight club (laughs) and and like it's a problem you trace back to the book because like i'm gonna rag on fight club a little bit more you can tell that like chuck palinuk is pretending it's a commentary on like masculinity and shit but then like you look at all the other shit he writes and it's fully just he wanted to have fun writing a very violent book well and I do like genuinely believe that A Clockwork Orange is commentary especially because the book is a lot more Yeah, the movie glorifies it a lot more than the book does the movie sure does (laughs) and I think it's a very well made movie I mean Mm -hmm. it's Stanley Kubrick it's It's obviously going to be like a well made film but it's still um, we're just having funsies the kind of movie where film majors see it and think <laughs> that it's a good thing mm-hmm. fully like, ignore the actual commentary it's making um, and I'm not one to like like all the time and effort you put in um, just revisiting the book again like my last point of the book to like creating a world and like really going in depth that I really appreciate it but, like, at what point does making your own stupid gibberish language just become annoying? <laughs> <laughs> and, like, a way to bolster, like, a false sense of, like, <laughs> let su- superior thought process going. Like, oh, I'm such a critical thinker. Uh, look at me make up words. Like, it's just... Or look say, at me I... read a book with made up words. <laughs> like, it's just... Again, I don't I have any message. problem with that. I it's again such a barrier for me I can't get through like (laughs) more than I have I have a problem with it specifically with the clockwork orange because it's just cockney well it's cockney (laughs) and also he made up his own fake language well I know but it's just like a combination of cockney and slavic exactly I'm like I don't have a problem with making up your own language 
in general, but I do with this specifically Spe- this because specific they one. Didn't do. It's so bad. That's what I, like it's just that's the point of the, it's just it's awful and it's bad and I just I hate British boys. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't care a whole hell of a lot to see them revel in um harming <laughs> or just like I'm so smart. Um it's God, what the stupid The only one like that's coming to mind is horror show and I actually very much love horror show as a phrase. <laughs> <laughs> so like that's not a good example. I love it. Um but like fuck off with <laughs> fuck off. It doesn't make like this more of an intellectual viewing or more of an intellectual like read. You know, it's just like No, yeah, and I it was unnecessary, but it's also whatever. Mm-hmm. And I understand the movie wasn't trying to make the exact same point the book was. So, like, but we're we're talking. You know what? Fuck it. We're just talking about the movie. I don't know why I'm harping on the book so much. <laughs> yeah. Like, obviously, the movie was not trying to make the same point as the book, and that is to the movie's detriment because the point of the book is a very good point. Yeah. And it's it's the same as like Fight Club and stuff. They these filmmakers take these books that are actually very like <laughs> good point. poignant and like saying something about men in our society. Yeah, and then just mm, instead be like, look at this it. violence. Yeah, isn't it fun to uh, rape? <laughs> It's like, well, no, I don't think so, actually. <laughs> I don't think that's... It's just, it's so much better. And, like, there is such inherent violence in, like, state, state-sanctioned torture in the hopes of, quote-unquote, rehabilitation for criminals. Mm-hmm. We could have, but, like, because I'm, I'm not saying Alex was at all re- <laughs> um, redeemable after the shit that he did. Um, but, like, that doesn't justify the actions of the state. Doesn't justify the actions of the state, but I'm also, like, part of the book and stuff, too, is, like, I, I need to stop talking about the book. But any, yeah. part of it is, like, part of what the message is supposed to be with this kind of thing is, like, it doesn't excuse the actions of the state, and also, at what point should we not be reforming and putting people back mm-hmm. if that makes like yeah i think when you have done as many horrible things as alex and his droogs mm-hmm. maybe you should not be redeemed yeah it, it's just, <laughs> i'm not at all <laughs> like i don't like this is not my like like the humanity of crime like they we no, no no that's not what i'm saying i know i just want to lay it out this is not yeah. at all our point it's just it's I just part of what the commentary should be and not <laughs> as someone it's who has just... spent four years in academia for this unfortunate <laughs> topic, I do <laughs> think the best bet for a society is a um rehabilitation focused like punitive system. But that does yeah. not mean that everybody's going to benefit from it. We do still need things in place to keep people away from the general populace if it is going to be necessary. That does not mean inhumane treatment. (laughs) No, if it's shown time and time again that they are a threat to themselves and others, 
there are ways to keep them away from people that are still humane. Yeah. Um, and that's what a lot of the commentary of a clockwork orange should it's be and to be. thinks it is. But <laughs> it's just the fact that so much of it was just and again Kubrick he makes good movies but he does kind of miss the whole goddamn point of the things he's adapting <laughs> like notoriously Stephen King was incredibly upset with the Shining movie <laughs> <laughs> so. no yeah and that's that is not what we we're talking about but I like the movie better than the book as far as the Shining <laughs> goes again but... it's a whole different thing and Stephen King exactly really but this movie when to stop <laughs> no and I'm trying to down. <laughs> I'm really trying to like put my thoughts into words about this movie because there are so many of them there's um, just floating around in my head <laughs> it's a haze I want to. I I will just start by saying, like, again, it's a very well made movie mm-hmm. because Stanley Kubrick is a good director and has a vision for yes. what he wants. Yes, but it is also just horrible to watch. Just an like, awful experience. Like I had to watch this for a film class. And write a paper about it. So I had to watch it twice. Mm -hmm. And part of the reason I had to watch it twice was because upon a first viewing, it is a little like I was just fully like sick and Mm -hmm. in shock. Yeah. (laughs) Which I know is part of Kubrick's intention. Mm -hmm. But it's like, I think even if it's really well made, maybe we shouldn't be like, requiring that for this kind of a curriculum because not everybody wants to see that no and also like there are certain things that like just it it it, it does benefit severely from being made when it was because if it was made now it would be a lot harder to stomach I would probably legitimately throw up watching it if it was made Mm -hmm. now Probably will be remade in a few years. But. Probably. So I'm thankful for that. And like, again, I just, I feel like so much more screen time should have been given to the experience he went through trying to leave prison as opposed to us watching him beat homeless people, rape multiple women. Mm-hmm. Um, Murder people for fun. Yeah, like, and I know it was a big thing that final woman where that was his first murder. Um, He didn't intend on killing. So, like, the Droogs have a code. I get it's not very well established um, in the narrative, but like, I guess that's what it is. Is like, he they don't kill. They just have some fun ultra violence, which I don't understand how that can be like how that is the first time that happened. If they're one notorious for this. Well, also it's like that's kind of worse than murder. Yeah. <laughs> like mm-hmm. that's something that's always stuck with me. It's like the ultra violence is like these are things that are going to have 
long lasting long lasting awful effects where like I would rather just be killed mm-hmm. <laughs> like and I know that's part of the point but I don't want to see it happening exactly like just we get so many scenes there's only like I don't need to see them like beating up the homeless man no I don't care it like it does nothing this is a long fucking movie too it's just like it it's old so already like it's awful to get through um <laughs> it's just gratuitous in the worst way um oh my god like that scene where they run ac- across that rival like gang and we just spent several minutes watching them like undress this woman and prepare to rape her i yeah. don't need that long of a scene for that no i don't want to see it at all um and i know that's like i know like going into a clockwork orange it's like i know that is something that i'm going to see Mm -hmm. um but you nothing can prepare you for like how long those scenes are and how gratuitous those scenes are yeah it's because it's just full lingering on this woman's naked body um and there's no like advancing <laughs> the, well, like, it the violence. It serves like no No. Like the plot and anything doesn't advance at all until the they therapy. Start... Yeah. So like everything up until that point, like um I think the necessary scenes I don't think the fight with the rival gang needed to be shown in like that length at least like it's it's fine to have like several scenes of them just debauching throughout the night like it's fine well um, and I it think. like there needs to be scenes where they're like, violence yeah get to the point but they didn't need to linger on we didn't any need of to that linger on that woman i don't personally because they like changed um the circumstances for that like threesome that alex has I don't think that we needed to see that scene because they were all around the same age. And in the books, those girls, the book, those girls were 11. Yeah. Which is just another scene of like how evil Alex is. But now this is like two other teens, quote unquote, because like this is the fucking 70. And like they were all like 30. <laughs> so no, like, exactly. Quote unquote scene, teens. But like then it's just like a fucking long ass sex scene in um, sped up. For what, Stanley? I don't. <laughs> Well, and it's just, so let's talk about, like, what Stanley Kubrick actually intended for his vision for this, because it is different from the book, which is, like, he is commenting more on, like, the nature of psychological study and politics Mm -hmm. more than actual, like, criminal psychology and reform and criminal justice and Hmm. that's a very different message and one that he does not do a very good job of no just like the fact that it's all like the main message of the book is relegated to the few back-end scenes that don't really sit (laughs) as long as they should it really it does he just like he wants to like i want to deep dive in like fucked up psychosis and it's like for what reason (laughs) for for some good old ultraviolence, essentially. Um, yeah, like, he was trying to... Like, he's talked about how it was supposed to be about, like, morality and how... Is it, like, morally good to make somebody 
be a good person through inhumane means. Mm-hmm. And like, there is a lot to be said there, but I don't think he captures that. No, <laughs> like, again, it's just because he does not spend enough time in the process of how no, they achieve that exactly. in this movie. All of the time on the actual violence and stuff. On a lot of titty. Yeah. I'm like, and again, I understand this is R, and like, kind of the only way you got that rating back then is if you wanted nudity. But it's just like boring. It's like, this is a PG-13 movie without that. Yeah, well, and it's like... I'm, I'm like struggling so much to like put things I, into words because I'm still just like it's, aw- it's so stuck on how stupid it all is. It, it's it's such a self-serving piece of media. It's like oh, I made Clockwork Orange, and or like well, I. That's, that's how I feel about Stanley Kubrick in general. Like I am yeah. not <laughs> a bad director. Um, not like he knows but what he's doing. Very. But- self-serving like he knew he was a good director and he let it go to his head mm-hmm. <laughs> just, there's a whole genre of director like that uh tarantino comes to mind immediately <laughs> just like, at least like tarantino's movies are like and this fun. is not in defense <laughs> exactly this is not in defense because they exactly. are nightmare, but they are at least like I can at least like shut my brain off and indulge in the Kill stupid over the top violence of it all. Whereas this is like over the top violence that I cannot indulge in because it's just awful. It just it Clockwork Orange is extreme violence for the sake also, of making you feel smart. Yes, whereas Tarantino is just violence for the sake of violence. Mm-hmm. And I would rather see that than this. Exactly. It's just because it's like, oh, society. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. It's very much the Joker. It's very much the Joker. The, jo- is the-, the Joker is going to become a clockwork orange for the next generation of film students. Yeah, it's just like, shut up. You're not like <laughs> some fucking like new age philosopher because you watch shitty movies. <laughs> just shut up shut up and like t- talk to a real person like god <laughs> talk the, to a the, real person who is not getting a film degree honestly like because I have I've taken film classes I've studied a lot of it because it's part of a modern English degree mm-hmm. like an English degree is not just books anymore it is media analysis yes and like there's like again there it's not this is like not a poorly made movie or anything and there is a message to be found there but it's so misconstrued by so many of the film people who (laughs) just care about how well directed a thing is basically yeah but it's like something can be very well put together well written just like well shot and everything and but still be like not good. They just—it just misses the because oh god, it's so frustrating because like people that like want to adapt commentaries about things go from it 
go at it from such an individualistic lens and like instead they're like oh I'm going to make a commentary on like I'm not going to make a commentary on an institution that was the point of the commentary of the (laughs) source I'm adapting I'm going to make a general commentary about the state of all humanity from this one character yeah try to derive some kind of weird moral superiority and And it's like I don't it want is that. a story about morals. It is at the end of the day. It is a story about morals, but it is a, yes. a story about morals of a big entity that affect people on like such an individual basis with no no care for them because this entity does not need morals. Well, and then yes, and then not taking enough time to linger on also like because people talk about. Clockwork Orange, and they're like, ooh, society, but they don't actually dwell on no. the society that creates individuals like this exactly. at all. <laughs> it's so, so frustrating for me. Per- like, I'm sure I'm not the only one. No, it's one. because it's, it's like, like people that examine films don't take the time to examine the actual message, the broader message that it's, yeah. it's so clearly intended. Like, some of the best. When I had to write a paper, some of the best sources I pulled to defend my argument, which is essentially like the movie really misses the point and just indulges in too much senseless, Mm -hmm. purposeless violence. And like most of the articles I found that were actually really good and well-written that like supported that were not by film critics or anything. They were by sociologists and psychologists Mm -hmm. and people who are actually qualified to make commentary on these kind of things yeah because knowing how to direct a movie does not innately qualify you to comment on comment on society and i'm not saying it's necessary filmmakers can't yeah like Like, comment on society there are movies that do and there are movies that do it very very well look at like a lot of the big modern horror right now Mm -hmm. god they're doing it so well it's just like either <laughs> you 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 lack the frame of reference to really look at a situation from a well, wider lens than like especially <laughs> in the case of this specifically mm-hmm. Stanley Kubrick who is an upper class white British who was an upper class white British man yep has like he's like I don't want to examine and that. he is not actually exactly like. And I'm not saying people can't comment on their own, like, social groups, mm-hmm. because they can, and they but should. not if they're not willing to look inward yes, and examine it, which I really don't think divorce yourself do. <laughs> from these social classes, like, especially if you're from any, like, particular group that has any sort of privilege, you cannot divorce yourself from that group as a whole. You exactly. do benefit from that, no matter how educated you try to pretend you are. Like you're like that does not separate you. <laughs> and it's also like education in and of itself is another it's form a, of it's privilege. A privilege. It is. It, it so is. Oh, God, like this goes back to like you don't have to have a like education to really like sit down and examine specific aspects of society but like when you pretend that you know what you're doing and you so clearly don't and you write it off as a way to make you seem more like educated more like just superior 
to other people by doing that, and then you just miss the mark because again, it's a commentary yeah. on prison reform, and I can't really speak a whole hell of a lot to the um, British prison system because America specifically is just <laughs> such a beast in its own right. Yeah. But I know, like, it's it's different everywhere. Um, I I think we use the same like general methodologies because I know France has um, guilty until proven innocent instead of innocent until proven guilty. So you're really, <sighs> but yeah. So I don't know if the UK no, I would it's fairly similar to us just because. Yeah, we are. Systems are. <laughs> but, like, again, it's just, this is what the point was. It was, it was. Examining the, read... what the issues are with them. It, and it just, this... and Kubrick <laughs> took it and said. Look at this look, crazy look at funny little British lad doing <laughs> crimes. He wears a silly little outfit. <laughs> the mad lad. It really, it, it's focusing it, so much to Beethoven while he commits horrendous crimes. Isn't yeah. that funny? Like, it, it's it's so much focusing on Alex as a person, like, like kind of just reveling in his quirkiness. And it's like, that quirkiness um, is involved <laughs> in a lot of harm to others. A lot of awful, awful. Senseless. <laughs> like, just violence. And we're just ignoring that. We're ignoring what creates like what made him do and like I don't need a backstory for Alex no it's like not to continuously compare them but it is like I did not want a backstory for the Joker ever no we don't need it we can examine how people get this way without following it's so well and the other thing is like it's not no it's on a societal level And also, (laughs) at the same time, and I say this as, like, a mentally ill person, it's like, sometimes people are just really messed up, and there isn't, like, a big reason for it. Mm -hmm. Like, some people are just a little bit crazy. It's just... Like, I did not need to see the Joker's (laughs) family history of mental illness. I don't need a timeline for to believe there's a crazy clown in the comic equivalent of New York. Like, I think that's real in real life. New York. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't need to see it. There are people <laughs> running around dressed as giant rats currently right now in New York. We also like, if there's toxic sludge, we are currently on. having the space off between two Lex Luthers. Like, I don't yeah. need big backstories. I, ju- I just, it doesn't, really it doesn't do, do anything. <laughs> I don't need it. Like, and when you're pretending, like establishing that is your big fucking like, we're gonna figure things. Out. It's just, I don't. There's not. There's one nothing to. There's nothing specific multiple, to figure out. A societal wide, like, it's not just an Alex problem because even just if we're looking still small scale, Alex has three other people willing to do the exact same shit as he who as are him. not related to him. Just <laughs> fully like. They look it, but like that's just how all British people are. <laughs> all white British people kind of just look, unless you're Benedict Cumberbatch, who is a very—he's just not oh, human. He's, yeah. he's pretending to be British. 
That is the key. Um, he's actually. <laughs> I didn't play in sight. Yeah, he's from Mars. But he's one of those alien babies from the X Files. Yeah. <laughs> Got out. From our um, our fan season of American Horror Story. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's baby he's, one. He's he's the mothership. <laughs> yeah, he's the one doing the tests. Uh, but it's just the again, like it's obviously not an Alex problem. Um, that like several white British teen boys are roaming the streets every night beating people to near death and raping people it's not just an Alex thing we are just focusing on Alex because he got caught Yeah, and because he worked the system in an attempt to get out to continue doing that it is not an Alex thing and then we see them fight another gang so again it's just we're opening up wider and wider to yeah, really, and that's we're <laughs> far too much on the individual when it really needs to like zoom out, and it's like crazy to think because I'm trying to think of like narratives that have actually done a good job of this kind of thing, and it's like I think one of the best ones is actually like as much as I also hate Alan Moore, but like V for Vendetta, yeah. <laughs> and even Watchmen to an extent. Yeah. Like not the movie. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> but just like again, I do not like Alan. This is an Alan Moore hate podcast. <laughs> but <laughs> at least when he does these kind of stories, he's like, look at how horrible the society is that led to these people being like this. Exactly. Like you don't exist in a vacuum. Or, like, you don't exist in a microcosm that is just your family. It's not just small group. It is the whole of where you live. That, like, again, people are individuals. But the culture that you're surrounded in does shape a whole hell of a lot of your ideals of what is and isn't acceptable. Yes, like, it isn't... It isn't just nature or nurture. It's both. Exactly. And that's, (laughs) like... I hate that debate so much because it's literally been proven time and time again that it is aspects of both. In, <laughs> like, in both in both fields where people assume that they camp out in either one, both fields prove time and time again. Yeah. Like psychology <laughs> and sociology and any other field that you want, I think maybe like except for hard sciences, they do tend to camp out <laughs> a little bit differently. But again, like even then, no, but I it, know they're studies in every science that will attempt to study this that go into depth to prove that it's the both the individual and the, and, the culture yes well and it's especially like even if you want to look into hard sciences too like biologically humans are not isolationist creatures no like we are no biologically reason. social and like historically like there's the saying like it takes a village because it's like yes you are raised by your parents and you take genetic traits from them and everything but you are also influenced by everyone and everything around you and that doesn't just just stop when you reach a certain age either i don't know why it's so hard for people in like media to grasp that because they are one of the institutions that influences people and yet they do not 
they're so obsessed with the idea. Like, like of it some just people being... are just crazy. And it's like, yeah, some people are crazy. <laughs> but it's not like it's gonna lead to the setting of Clockwork Orange. <laughs> it's like, if it was just an individual thing, then we would not see it happen time and time again. Exactly. We wouldn't have so many stories touching on the same thing. <laughs> and also, like, I also just, yes, some people are just crazy, but it's mm-hmm. also, like, even those people are usually not going to be violent like this. No. Like, that, there is a very specific, like, incubation chamber of conditions that make people become violent monsters. Yeah, and and like, so much of, like, the ultra-violence, there is an underlying, like, you are at least capable of basic thought to understand that this is like, because otherwise... Well, they like, know it's wrong and they revel yeah, in it. Exactly. Exactly! Oh my god, especially, like, there is no, like, you there is so far, like, you cannot divorce Alex consciously from the acts he's committing because he's making a choice to do it. Yes. This is not a psychology of Alex, like, that is defective. Like, well, quote unquote, it, like, I feel like in real life, yeah. there are a lot of people who are like sociopathic who <laughs> don't go on murder sprees. Exactly. Do not commit crimes. They just become CEOs. Yeah. Or join the army. <laughs> but it's, it's like that's the like it's so misguided <laughs> exactly if you are not going to do that is only one facet of what makes people do yeah. things like this. and i know this was a different time when this was written but it's just like it, we don't there was not the same standards that we should be holding that were being pushed at this time but it's just it feels like such a slap in the face of the fact that the book recognized that and they decided to forego all of that. <laughs> the book, yeah, and the book that came out like ten years before, before this or whatever. Yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I do believe it was like very fast from book publication to production of the movie. I believe this is one of the ones that was like probably yeah. It's been a while since I looked into Clockwork Orange because once you really get the gist of it, you're like, oh, I don't want to ruminate in the story that <laughs> this is telling. Yeah, so this movie came out in 19... So, almost 10 years after the book. Yeah. But it's still just... The fact that a book in 1962 could understand sociology and psychology better than a huge Hollywood movie in the 70s. Mm. Wild. (laughs) And it's not like you can't make a movie that's like torturing prisoners bad it's not like that's taboo (laughs) (laughs) exactly Uh, it's it's especially back then you were allowed to do a whole lot more critique of government especially when it is like it's a clockwork orange where it's not it's not the current britain that they're depicting obviously they have a whole (laughs) made-up language and like people drink no exactly (laughs) <laughs> with drugs in it milk plus so like it's, it's very clear that, that it wasn't a direct like this is it 
I'm just and I'm saying like we can't really do much like that anymore because Marvel movies are paid for by the American military. It is so entrenched yeah. in our filmmaking that you cannot make a direct commentary on like big budget Hollywood movies about our government. <laughs> they won't let you do that. <laughs> No, like you have, if you want to do that, you have to get it in like the indie circuit now. Yeah. And like it's not getting anywhere if it's going through the indie circuit. So. No, and that's what's like so frustrating with it's awful. Like this era, especially, is like this We're was so less. This was like post massive censorship and pre new massive censorship like mm-hmm. this is the time this is why like friday the 13th and stuff was this era of movies because they could do whatever they wanted for a little bit there yeah and like they were going crazy with it we can't anymore mm-hmm. <laughs> and they wasted it <laughs> they w- they wasted it by just like not being like by just showing some boob yeah god <laughs> <laughs> You, it's just it's boob, man. It's not. <laughs> As someone who very much appreciates boob, it's just boob. <laughs> this is not your like like big thing. Like the oh, the movie's so no, provocative. <laughs> I'm so smart because I filmed multiple breasts. Like, <laughs> get a hobby. Yeah, like just. Talk to women yourself if you're that (laughs) focused on it. You know, if you're a decent enough person, they will. (laughs) Don't, yeah, don't tell them this is your favorite movie. Then they will not talk to you. (laughs) Listen, (laughs) I doubt there are many people of this ilk that will be like Clockwork Orange or Fight Club or whatever. Like any (laughs) Tarantino film is like, this is my favorite movie for like intellectual reasons but, well, like, but that's I what need... they pretend i know it's like so many like that actual was... film majors the, like the people who are going to be making our movies are like pulp fiction is the best movie ever made and i'm like pulp fiction is a terrible movie it's, like it's, it's literally so just boring. not a good movie <laughs> it's not it doesn't it's make so... any sense it's so hard to follow and, like, this movie was almost that until, like, we got... I was like, oh, there is a point, like, later on. And then the movie yeah. ends. <laughs> we just have to sit with the senseless violence for so long. It takes so long getting to the point. I don't know. Like, we've been rambling on for, like, almost half the runtime. Um, we haven't really addressed the plot. Um, and there is a plot. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, maybe 40 minutes, but there yeah, is a plot. Yeah, so he is arrested for murder. Um, because one of the people that they beat up did end up dying from being beat up. Yeah. Um, so he is arrested for murder, and then they do aversion therapy on him. So they make him watch very violent movies and a lot of sex and stuff mm-hmm. while being injected with drugs so he cannot sleep. Um. And also playing his favorite composer, Beethoven. Yeah. Um, to essentially just make him... Violently have... ill. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he catches on to it and basically just starts pretending that it is working so he can get out of prison. 
Yeah. And he doesn't get out as soon as he'd like, but it is very fast. Uh, yeah. Partially that is because he tricked them very well. And like he had already had a, a running reputation at that point where he got the treatment, where he was on the best behavior he po- could possibly, because he wanted to get out sooner. Because he wanted he's to- smart. Yeah. Like yeah. he's just crazy. And, he, and it's just, if this had, if we'd spent more time with that side of it and like the ethics yes. of all these things, that would be a much more interesting movie. Like but I just it, need a couple scenes of him of like ultra violence and then like yeah. the last fourth of the movie on this actual plot. It's ridiculous how little time we get for like his his treatment, his life no, yeah, outside like, of prison, um the culmination of every like his 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 karmic retribution essentially and then like the main message which like it, but it's oh god it, no well in like the big famous scene where he's like strapped down with his eyes held open mm-hmm. it's like two minutes mm-hmm. it is nothing we don't spend any time on that um and like that is it's provocative it is deeply like there is something there <laughs> yeah well and it's like that's like it's scary there's so much more there because that's real that's real <laughs> that's and... how so much of our psychological knowledge comes from doing horrible things like this Just and that is like unethical and explored there and we, we do... they don't oh. they don't <laughs> we spend so much time on the pr- and i'm again i'm so vehemently glad that this was from the 70s where we the violence depicted to handicap a man for the rest of his life was he got kicked in the stomach a couple times. <laughs> and, like, the rape scene um, of his wife that happened in front of him, we just see her jumpsuit get cut off um, mm-hmm. and Alex take off his pants. I'm very glad that we don't actually see any, like, of that, but it's, like, it's still, we see way too much <laughs> of, like, just Yes. Glorify. He's having so much fun because it is a long, drawn out scene. They they don't really do a lot of the violence aspect, but we sit in the intent for way too long. Exactly. When there's no point to it, because that is the point of the the violence that they're depicting is it is pointless. There is no reason for it. It's just that Alex revels in violence. And I don't yeah. need that many scenes of just, it's just so long. It's a, if it's not like, if it doesn't disgust you, it's just boring. Exactly. It's just so much of the runtime where you're just sitting. And then we get two minutes of just genuine, like, horror of this child. Like, he is a, he's 17. He's just being tortured. We mm-hmm. get nothing of it. Yeah, like, we do not spend any time with any of the things we actually should. And if we wanted to do a commentary on the individual, it would have been very poignant that during, we got two seconds of, during his, like, aversion therapy, the only time he begged for it to end genuinely was because he realized that they were playing his favorite composition from Beethoven, 
and he was going to become violently ill every time he heard that so he could not listen to his favorite composer anymore (laughs) that is so telling of the person alex is and yet we spend zero time on it yeah and like it, it, it it's telling of alex and the state and the fact that they don't give a shit that they're robbing this child of like one of his few joys and i'm saying child but it's it's still like i'm not like <laughs> removing his agency in the violence he has committed <laughs> he was a child no but it's still this. like it's, we should we they should have the spent state. more time exploring <laughs> the state doing what they did and also the actual societal influence that leads a 17-year-old yep. to become like this. Yeah. Like, he has a very uninvolved caseworker. Um, <laughs> pretty incompetent. Um, he is the victim of police brutality during his interrogation. We do not really <laughs> sit on that. Um, no. He's the victim of this very just awful of an experimental rehabilitation treatment um, that pushes him out within a week just for the benefit of the researchers. They don't do any tests to really figure out if he has improved or if he is changed. They just have a man beat him on stage and they know that he's smart and that he will act a certain way to avoid like he could have very well for his own needs like he not rehabilitated licked that man's boot and then pretended to be sick at the thought of touching boobs one time in front of people that he knew yeah. were there <laughs> like, exactly no due diligence on this oh my god <laughs> and then we're just like we're sent on this like it is inhumane what they did to him and his life does suck after he's let out but it's just we're sent on this like like it's 15 minutes of him like woe is me like we you have to sympathize with him now it's like it is wrong what happened to him but it's just he was a terrible person no exactly it was the message in the movie is so muddled i don't know (laughs) what like i feel like well and it it also muddles the message in the movie that like we are left with he hasn't changed at all no because, like, in the book, he, like, the therapy does actually, like, work. Mm-hmm. And he is a different person. Yeah. And it's more interesting, and there's, like, a lot more to delve into there. Whereas in the movie, it's just, like, he's just pretending. And now <laughs> we're going to give him a government job. It got, and, like, the therapy, I think the point like there were scenes where it was supposed to be the point was it did work but most of the scenes where they make that happen is where he's listening to Beethoven like they're focusing on that where they're like this poor child was robbed of one of his only joys it's like (laughs) he it was one of his joys listening to that while committing atrocities. Do we, are we, exactly? are we forget? like, he ends up seeking refuge because um, his parents kick him out because they have a border <laughs> in his room. And like, whatever. Like, very good scene to really establish the world that they're in where it's like, we don't care. <laughs> uh, we'll write off uh, anybody once they're caught, you know? 
Um, but yeah, it's just he's seeking refuge. Yeah, it is. It's just I don't know what the point was for half of it. Uh, but he seeks refuge for the within the house that he is um, crippled a man for life and brutally raped his wife to the point where she was so distraught she killed herself. Mm-hmm. And I mean, like at first, this man is like, "I want to help you." The I the things that the government did to you were just not humane. Uh, and then he finds out that Alex is the one who ruined his life. Which, like, he's yeah. fully justified of being angry about. <laughs> exactly. And the thing he does is he locks Alex in a room and he plays the sonata and, and Alex, Alex jumps out a window to kill himself because the aversion therapy. Um, and, like, that's the point. He's like, oh, poor Alex. You know, like, <laughs> this man has had his whole life ruined for the fun of this child. (laughs) Well, and then we see that, like, it wasn't at least not long-lasting effective anyways, because then he is immediately back to having violent fantasies. Yeah. Like, the the, um, politician that signed off on this treatment is doing a photo op with Alex to revitalize his image. He's like, look, he survived, we are apologizing he holds no ill will to the government for this. Um, they gave him a job. <laughs> yeah, he works for us now, so obviously he does not hate us. And um, he can listen to Beethoven now again, and he has violent sexual fantasies once more. So, obviously the treatment did not work after one I mean, granted, <laughs> serious head trauma. Uh, <laughs> did not work, and he is being given a position of power. Mm-hmm. Which, just Which again could be whole... extreme, undermines everything. Also, could be extremely interesting if we were allowed to actually explore it and dwell on it for more yeah. than two seconds. <laughs> it's just there are so many scenes where, like, I can see them brushing against the actual point. Exactly, <laughs> and, and then and being like, oh, "Let's go back to this pointless moments." Show more fun. We haven't had tits in how long? <laughs> Throw them up. Put them on screen right the fuck now. <laughs> I don't give a shit. I do not give a shit. If I don't see Bush in the next 10 seconds. Like, it's just... <laughs> well, and then just oh, also my. all of that, but then also not even, like... No dick. <laughs> trying to... Well, and not trying to do anything interesting with any no. of that like, there are movies that dwell on that kind of thing, but with the intent of being, like, this is really messed up and shocking and whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I am not a fan of that. But it's definitely a thing. And at least yeah. there's, like, intent and reason, I guess. <laughs> Whereas this is just... I, I, I really don't know what it's like. I'm sure it was shocking was. at the time. Well, it was is very controversial, but, but there was I think also it was just for the fact that there things. was nudity on screen, other than like these people are victims. <laughs> exactly. Ridiculous. Like I genuinely don't really understand what Kubrick's intent was, and again, it's 
a well made like cinematography and everything a very yeah. well movie but it just doesn't like it just feels so pointless and just for the sake of making it into a movie and not even yeah. well. <laughs> again it was stylistically very good obviously um Kubrick does nothing well if not stylistic depictions of things yeah it's like like in terms of actual filmmaking Kubrick's a very good director but it's like I don't think he actually cares what happens in the movie as long as he can get his artistic vision across and again at least he's successful enough at where it's like it is a storyline that we're following like there are some style over substance directors yeah there are some other directors that do style over substance and just cannot (laughs) cannot get anywhere um like they make a movie it is a runtime but what did we do other than like see some fucking images (laughs) exactly and I understand, like, I know there was a point, and he was trying to get to a point. It's just, I don't think it was the point that needed to get, be gotten to. <laughs> yeah, and they never, I really don't think they ever quite got there. Not at it least, not with enough time for it. No. No. And I think for those reasons, like, again, very well-made, well, like, very well-made, recognizable movie, but, like, also worse than any of his other movies I've seen. Mm-hmm. And like, I would rather see this. Honestly, I think the one that really should be taught is 2001. That is his best yeah. movie. Because <laughs> like, it now that so we are well. 20 years past that and nowhere close to that, no. it has not aged well, but it's like, just by virtue of the type of plot it is, it lends itself a lot better to his directing style. Yeah. And I will, again, Shining was very good. Um, still boring. I <laughs> fell asleep during it when I watched it. But it is, it gets to the point better than this one does, and it's a better point. It, and it has, it just has a better arc. Like, Yeah. It is still like, it's also just like, in male like, violence, but like, it's more effective because it's a smaller kind of look at it. <laughs> smaller look at it and also still less individual. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's I think it's basically what I'm saying is like nobody needs to watch a clockwork orange. No. I do understand Stanley Kubrick being taught, but I'm like there are better cases for like any of his other movies. Yeah, like you said Space Odyssey is so much better. It's, it's so much yeah. better. I also would've... extremely boring for a lot of it, but it's at least like yeah. visually striking. And I know this is sort of visually striking, but I don't like yeah. of it. Like I do not care about dystopian Britain. I do love to see funky spaceship. Yeah. And at the beginning, I love to see silly little apes. <laughs> love to see monkeys. Best part about 2001 <laughs> Space Odyssey. Um, 
besides the celestial fetus. <laughs> it was the silly little apes. <laughs> that's my review of that. <laughs> and that's my review of Clockwork Oranges. <laughs> Should have had more ape. I think maybe um, if there were more apes. This would if there was maybe movie. a gorilla, like maybe we like go through gorilla. the movie, but then at the end, a gorilla just bashes Alex's head. <laughs> <laughs> then they can make the whole point being like, see, we are not so evolved past senseless <laughs> violence. <laughs> we, what defines us between our would, primate ancestors? That would have been funny. And yeah. A fitting end to Alex. <laughs> he actually regresses ape. into a chimpanzee. He de-evolves. <laughs> no, there would be a lot more there, I think. Yeah, you, like, the movie, you really, really... Becoming more ape-like. You really don't need to watch Clockwork Orange. No, you really shouldn't. Um, especially if you're the type of person who thinks you're going to like it. Um, don't fucking watch it. You don't, it will make you a worse person. Either you're going to feel sick and like just fully demoralized at your state in the world, or you're going to love it and everyone's going to hate you. (laughs) Everyone's going to hate you and no one wants to hear what you have to say. Exactly. If you like Clockwork Orange, shut the fuck up. I, you know what? That's it. That's the end of the sentence. Shut the fuck up. You were a terrible person to talk to, <laughs> at the very least. Shut the fuck up. Start knitting, yeah. please, to offset whatever the fuck this did to your head. Oh my god. Like, start drinking tea, please. Talk Drink to your mom. Just stop drinking milk. Stop drinking Mountain Dew. Please, I beg you. <laughs> I, I, you know what? I'm glad that we watched this just for the purpose. Like, I feel a weight has been lifted off my shoulders. There's some, I got something off my chest in this recording, this hour of just fucking tearing into this movie. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> that's the only, it's very cathartic too. Just, it's hate not film good. majors. <laughs> it's just, just shut you. It, you're not smart for having seen this. I am definitely worse off. Well, and again, it's like, yes, it's well made. His other movies are also very well made and good. Yeah, like, just, <laughs> uh, it's it's just there's like some- if you are intent on seeing something <laughs> with this narrative. Just go watch The Shining. Yeah, please. because it's very well made and also just a better movie. Yeah, spooky ghost hotel. What more could you want? There's none of that here. At least there are evil children. At least there are even evil children in The Shining that aren't British. Yeah. Can I say and like that was one parts. of the worst fucking parts too? Is like, oh my. god god if i see another fucking like you know who did psychopathic british child better fucking fucking skins (laughs) the boy oh oh god the boy (laughs) if you want to see something close to clockwork orange that doesn't really glorify the actions of the main character quite as 
much. Just watch Skins. At least in that way, he gets hit by a bus. Quite frankly, just watch the Joker. Don't. I don't know. It was better than this. Like They at least did touch on the societal issues. Nobody, none of the (laughs) film men who really liked it paid any attention to the like Mm -hmm. rich people are ruining Gotham and that was like a an actual big part of it so I'm like at least there was a point yeah (laughs) I can't say it was good but like at least there was a point Joaquin Phoenix really acted his little heart out in that (laughs) (laughs) honestly just just don't watch any movie actually (laughs) Yeah, watch Jason X. <laughs> watch Fear Street. Yeah, oh my god, watch Fear Street and Jason X. <laughs> watch Jason X in between each volume of Fear Street. Yeah, I think that's the best way to spend your time. Maybe Lost <laughs> Baby too. I don't know, throw that in there. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe not, I think that's actually <laughs> the exact same movie as Clockwork Orange. <laughs> just just don't watch this it's awful in every sense like again technically well made should it have been made at all no debatable yeah like i I say no no. i know but as long as there are people making movies these movies are going to get made yeah so don't watch it that's yeah save yourself two hours yeah. Um, you can follow us on Twitter at Dumb Binge Binge if you <laughs> want you another time waste. <laughs> you have to. We we did all this. You have Legally to. Legally required to. Uh, we tweet out every time an episode goes live. That's as close to Fridays as we can manage. Um, things keep happening uh, is my best excuse. It is an excuse. Uh, should be better about this. We're not. Uh, I don't know what to no, tell you. There is, there is really just a lot going on. So um, join us for our next episode where we will be talking about American Horror Story Murder House. Uh, going back to where it all began. Yeah, we're almost done, folks. Um, can, can you believe? Going back there, never going to stop going back there, it would seem, with recent developments. But... <laughs> <laughs> You know what? That's actually should be that way. You do, you don't ever leave the murder house, and Ryan Murphy really took that to heart. Oopsies! Yeah, I, I he died there. <laughs> I died there. It seems as long. Anyways, as it was in the hands of the infant. Up until <laughs> the next season, that is one of our last two to cover. Yeah. So. Spoiler alert, uh, Apocalypse is the last one we'll be talking about before we're all caught up. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> I'm very excited. I'm excited for the last two. We didn't plan exactly um, the order we were doing, but I'm glad that it ended up being Murder House and Apocalypse. Yeah, I'm a little nervous for Murder House. Um, it's been a while. <laughs> after watching a little bit of... After watching the episodes that have come out for horror stories i am 
thinking I am really not going to enjoy Murder House as much as I did the first time around. Yeah, I'm very sorry about that. But anyways, all of that being said, thank you for listening. This has been Dumb Binge Binging. Thank you.